Hello, my internet friends. This is Glenn Dawson, and you're listening to the Preparing Our Heart for Worship podcast. I'm all alone in this studio today. Linda fell and messed up her ankle really badly. She was coming down the stairs and lost her balance and fell and broke it into two places. She also tore her meniscus, separating two lower leg bones, so it required surgery to repair it. She's hurting quite a bit, and that's a lot of pain for her. She's taking some medication, and medication's making her sick, so she's not doing too well. Please pray for her. She regularly wants to come, she really wants to come in here and work, and it's just a difficult time for both of us. But God is good, and He loves us. He'll see us through this. And if that's not enough, our precious singer Vivian Bowman's got COVID and now she's in quarantine. Sorry folks, but this week you're just stuck with me. I believe this next week they'll both be back and be well enough to make the podcast again. But this week I'd like us to think about the joy of our salvation. In our eagerness to win the lost, which is a great pursuit and it's very important. We sometimes tend to bring attention, too much attention maybe, to heaven. The reward that's permanently ours once we attain salvation. At the time, we warn people about the penalty of an everlasting hell fire. And certainly they do need to know about this. And we are com- we're commanded by our Lord to take this warning to the world. That's everybody. And so they know the great news of redemption. We need to be careful, though, and not forget about the benefits in this life here in the present. And it begins as soon as we're born again. A total focus on the sweet by and by can cause us to miss what the benefits are for us now and by the time we get to heaven. It can, in fact, be so eagerly pursued that we miss some of the necessary steps for real salvation. In an effort to win as many as we can, we miss some necessary things that bring change into this person's life. After we talk about the history of this song today, we'll examine what I'm talking about. Oh, Happy Day by Philip Doddridge. Oh, Happy Day is a hymn that celebrates a covenant with God and salvation found in Jesus Christ of the nonconformist in the 18th century England. It includes valid imagery of rejoicing its author Philip Doddridge felt for his Savior and God, popularized by the recording of Edwin Hawkins Singer's the hymn has become a gospel music standard in the modern day. Oh, happy day that fixed my choice. Oh, thee, my Savior and my God. Well, may this glowing heart rejoice and tell its raptures all aboard. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. 
Tis done the great transition done. Tis done the great transaction done. I am my Lord and he is mine. He drew me and I followed on, rejoicing in the call divine. Now rest my heart, long divided heart, fixed on the blissful center rest. Here I have found a nobler part, here heavenly pressures fill my breast. High heavens that hear the solemn vow, that vow renewed shall daily hear, till in life's latest hour I bow, and bless is death abound so dear. Though a lesser known, though lesser known than Charles Wesley, Phillips Doddridge has been ranked one of the finer points of the 18th century. Among his friends was the famous hymn writer Isaac Watson. Isaac Watts. Doctress, the young, uh, was youngest of the 20 children, was born in London, England. He was cared for by friends when he was a young boy, as his parents had died. Though orphaned, his talents did not go unnoticed by the Duchess of Belford, and she offered him, a, uh, him uh, to send him to Cambridge if he would become an Anglican priest upon graduation. Doddridge Dod Dod declined the gracious offer as he felt he was called a minister in the nonconformist church. After attending Kebworth Keb Academy in Leicestershire, he began preaching at an age of 21. At 27, Doddridge became a pastor of Castle Hill Congregational Chapel in Northampton and the principal of the Northampton Academy, teaching most subjects at the school including Greek and Hebrew, mathematics, philosophy, the Bible, and theology. He was, he was known as a brilliant scholar and recognized as a doctor of divinity from Aberdeen University in 1736. Dolkridge was also an author with his most famous theological works being a monogram, a monograph, The Rise and Progress of Religion in the Soul, and a New Testament commentary entitled Family Exposition. His best-known literary accomplishments, however, were his approximate 400 hymns, none of which were published during his lifetime. It was four years after his death that a close friend, Job Orton, published Doddridge Hymns, founded on various texts in the Holy Scripture. That was back in 19, correction, that, uh, 1755. Oh, happy day expresses the, the profound joy of one whose faith resides in Jesus Christ. Is the poet best known for the hymn today? It was originally entitled Rejoicing in Our Covenant Engagement to God, based upon 2 Corinthians 15.50. And all Judea rejoiced over the oath, for they had sworn with all their hearts, 
and had sought him with her whole desire. And he was found by them, and the Lord gave them rest around about. The five stanzas explore the joyous connection between Christ and the individual who puts his or her trust in him. It is this bond that seals my vows, it stands in two. Our author, our author celebrates the great transaction of God's love between humanity and the divine, as we see in stanza three. The poet's long divided heart finds a noble part where heavenly pleasures fill my breast, as we hear in stanza four. In the final stanza, we find that vows made it easier stanzas to take us to the high heaven where the bond between Christian and Christ is finally fully consummated, a custom ending for so many songs of that era. In exploring this text, one finds the embrace of Charles Wesley's conversion hymn, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, and along with the nobility of language in the words of the earlier devotional poet George Herbert, who lived between 1593 and 1633. In the United States, a refrain was added in the Wesleyan Sacred Harp, 1854, Methodist Hymnal, and the hymnal editor, Guy McCutcheon, notes that the melody was a popular camp meeting tune that was combined with popular refrain with the London organist and a musical scholar, Edward F. Rembrandt, entitled, Happy Land, Happy Land. A further Americanization of this hymn took place in, uh, as the Edwin Hawkins Sagers rose to fame in 1969 when the recording was released it became one of the biggest gospel hits of the time. Doddridge developed tuberculosis at 48. Funds were collected by friends to send him to Lisbon, Portugal, with the hope of prolonging his life. But he died in Lisbon in 1851 and is buried in the English cemetery there. Philip Doddridge was born in London, the last of the 20 children of of uh, Daniel Dondridge, a dealer in oils and pickles. His father was son of John Dondridge, rector of uh, Shepperton, Middlesex, who was uh, ejected from his living following the Act of Uniformity in 1662, and he became a nonconformist minister and a great nephew of the, of the judge M.P. Sir John Doddridge. Philip's mother, Elizabeth, considered to, to have been the greatest influence on him was an orphan daughter of the Reverend John Boham, a Lutheran clergyman who had fled from Prague to escape religious persecution during the unsettled period 
following the fight of the uh, elector palate. In England, the Reverend John Bowman was appointed minister of the grammar school and uh, at Kingston upon Thames. Before Philip could read, his mother began to teach him the history of the Old Testament from the Blue Dutch uh, chimney titles uh, on the chimney place of her sitting rooms. In his youth, uh, Philip Doddridge was educated first by a tutor employed by his parents, then broadened uh, uh, at, a, at a private school in London in 1712. He then attended a grammar school at Kingston upon Thames, where his maternal grandfather had been the master. The school's master when Doddridge attended was Reverend Daniel Mayo, the son of John Berman's friend, Richard Mayo. Ejected vigor from the Kingston upon Thames. His mother died on uh, April 12, 1711, when he was eight years old. Four years later, his father died on July 17, 1715. He had, he had then been guardian. He had he then had a guardian named Dowes, who moved him to another private school at St. Albans, where he was much influenced by the Presbyterian minister Samuel Clark of St. Adams. Downs squandered Doddridge's inheritance leaving the orphaned 13-year-old Philip Doddridge destitute in St. Albanes. Here Clark took him on, treating him as his son, guiding his education and encouraging his call in the ministry. They remained lifelong friends. Doddridge preached at the funeral of his older friend, remarking, to him under God, I owe myself and all my opportunities of public usefulness in the church. On December the 22nd, 1730, he married Mercy Mayers after a seven-month courtship. She was a daughter of Richard Mayers, a baker uh, and Malister of Wochester, and his second wife, Elizabeth Brandy. The marriage was a was upon was at Upton upon Seven, where Mercy's family lived. They had nine children. The first, Elizabeth, or Tetsy, <laughs> died just before her fifth birthday and was buried under the platform of the Doddridge Chapel, Napleton. Four children survived the adulthood. The correspondence between them provided an insight into their lives. As independent religious learnings, Doddridge declined offers which would have led him into the 
uh, Anglican ministry on a career of law. And in 1719, with Clark's support, chose instead to enter the Descending the Academy at, at Kibworth in Leicestershire. Here, Dodgers was taught by John Jenkins, whom he briefly succeeded in 1723. Later that uh, year, at a general meeting of the Nonconformist ministers, Dodgers was chosen to conduct the academy being newly established a few miles away in Market Harborough. It moved many times and was known as the Napkin Academy. After his death in 1751, the Academy continued. It's probably best known as the Davertston Academy. In 1729, he received an invitation to be pastor to an independent congregation at Northampton, which he also accepted. Here, his popularity as a preacher is said to have been chiefly due to his high susceptibility, joined with physical advantages and perfect serenity. His sermons were mostly practical in character, and his aim was to cultivate his hearers a spiritual and devotional frame of mind. Throughout the 1770 and 1740s, Doddridge continued his uh, numerous early religious revivalists and independents through extensive visits and correspondence. Though this through this approach, he helped establish and maintain a circle of influential independent religious thinkers and writers, including Dr. Isaac Watts. He also became a prolific author and hymn writer. In 1736, both universities at Aberdeen gave him a degree of Doctor of Divinity. However, these multifacial labors led to so many engagements and bulky correspondence as to interfere seriously with both his preaching and academic duties. He had some 200 students to whom he lectured on philosophy and theology in the mathematical style. His rise and progress of religion and the soul was translated into seven languages. Charles Spurgeon referred to the rise of progress as a holy book, besides a New Testament commentary and other theological work. Doddridge also wrote 400 films, hymns. Most of the hymns were written as summaries of his sermons and were to help the congregation express their response to the truth they were being told. Concerned about the small number of students attending uh, descending academies, in 1750, Doddridge introduced a youth scheme 
to provide capable boys from poor families with a grammar school education that would embark them to undertake 30 th uh, further studies in uh, at a uh, descending academy. Doctors used this subscription-funded youth scheme to attach a preparatory school at Northampton Academy, initially with six students. Samuel Smith had been recommended and was supported by doctor's friend Robert Curtendon. Doctors now had 30 pupils at his academy and six students in his high school initially. The senior students at the academy were responsible for teaching the students, but he had lived it. It was his intention to employ a third tutor along, alongside himself and Samuel Clark. The youth scheme did not survive Doddridge's death. Tomb of Doddridge in the British Cemetery at George Church, Lisbon. In 1751, Doddridge's health, which had never been good, broke down. He sailed for Lisbon on the uh, September 30th of that year. The change was unveiling, and he died there of tuberculosis. He was buried in the British Cemetery in Lisbon, where his grave and tomb may be seen still today. Doctors worked toward a united, nonconformist body that would have wide appeal, retaining highly cultured elements without alienating those less educated. His best-known work was The Rise and Progress of Religion of the Soul, dedicated to Isaac Watts. It was reprinted and became widely influential. It was through reading it, together with Isaac Miller's, that William Webford became, began his spiritual journey which continued led, but which eventually led to his conversion. It is said that his best work illustrates Dr. Dodge's religious genius, and it had been widely translated. His other wide-known works include the finally, finally excavatory, expository, Life of the Colonel Gardener and a course of literature on parliamentary ethics and divinity. Dodson also pub published several courses of sermons on particular topics. John Wesley stated in the preface to his notes on the New Testament that he was indebted to the family by expositor of the late uh, 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 Dr. Dodson for some useful observations. Many of Dodson's hymns such as O God of Bethel Be Whose Hand continue to be used in this day across the English speaking world. Dodger's Academy involved, evolved into a new college 
Hampstead, Hampstead, later known as New College of England, a center for training of Congregationalists and United Reformed Church ministers. The college is not connected with Royal Holloway University of London, also a constituent college of University of London, and briefly known as Royal Holloway and Bedford New College. When these two colleges merged in the 1970s, the library of the college, which held a large collection of his manuscripts, was transferred to Dr. Williams' library in 1976. The Dalton United Reformed Church, formerly the Castle Hill URC, in Doddridge Street, Northampton, was formerly Congregational. Doddridge and, uh, and Commercial Street URC, it was the, the scene of the ministry of Doddridge from 19, uh, 1729 to 1751. The church was founded uh, in 1662, built in 1695, and enlarged in 1842. And it united with Commercial Street Church in 1959 and became a United Fort Reformed Church in, seven, in 1972. The interior has galleries and pews of, uh, and a, a memorial to Doddridge. The building was grade two, listed by English Heritage in 1952. Now, today, we're looking at the joy of our salvation, so clearly described in this song. Clearly in this, in this life, we have no anxiety regarding the punishment of hellfire. This itself is a joy. We can celebrate at any time. We're free from guilt and shame because of our, our sins are separated from us as far as the east is from the west. God, God does not see you anymore. Now, we have a relationship with God and the Creator. I think this fellowship makes salvation worthwhile. There is peace and joy walking with God. When we are trusting God to lead us and believing His Word to direct our lives, we sense His direction in our lives. We can we are we walk confident and confidently in His leadership as we listen to his still small voice. There's a peace that passes understanding that permeates our time. His leadership takes us on a path of righteousness away from sin and destroys, that destroys our lives. God wants to bless us. No, he didn't promise us to give us wealth and fame, nor did he promise to take us out of the consequences of this world. This world is fallen, wicked world. But he did say, Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world. He will be with us, meeting our needs, helping us negotiate through all that we come through 
in this life. When the Holy Spirit begins its process of regeneration in the souls of men, we're convicted. We become convicted. There we recognize we're not good people. We see our sin in our life as God sees it. The Bible says there's no one righteous. No, not one. All our righteousness is as filthy rags. This happens because God moves in our hearts and minds and he shows us. With our conscience, we know sin is wrong. When we compare ourselves to the holiness of God, nothing in us measures up to his standards. The Bible calls this, calls this being under conviction of our sin. God is not willing that any should perish. So you, you should know that he does not want you to go through life and into eternity lost. He has so much he wants to do for you. And now and throughout eternity. Because this is a fallen world and the wicked and is in a wicked condition. This sin is called lots of pain and anguish. All men have a free will to do whatever they want to. And many times they do things that hurt the rest of us around them. But this is, a, this is the world we live in. When God created us, he breathed into us an eternal soul. The triune God said, let us make man in our own image. God wanted fellowship with the beginning of his, with a, with a being who of its own volition wanted by its own choice to fellowship with him. So he gave man a choice. He could choose to obey him and have the benefit of his fellowship or not obey him and die eternally separated from God. Man chose to do his own will and disobey God. The consequence is this, this world we live in today and is a sinful condition of man. All of us have followed Adam and stand. We are, we are incomplete and yearn for something in our lives to complete us. We're in a forever quest to find satisfaction in life. We continually are looking for something to satisfy the yearning in our hearts to fill this empty void. We fill it with everything possible in our own devising, but nothing satisfies. Sin may give us momentary pleasure, but in, in time it turns dark and rots our lives. There is no permanency in it. It demands more and more of us. It decays us to our very core and eventually takes our lives and our eternity. Oh, how this grieves our loving God. Oh, how he loves you and me. Our sin has separated us from the love of God because God is not only righteous and loving, he is also just. Justice is man's punishment of disobedience of a holy God. And the punishment for disobedience of a holy God is everlasting death. 
The Bible says the wages of sin are death. It also says they have no rest neither day nor night, and the smoke of their torments is set up forever and ever. What a horrible thing to be under the judgment of an everlasting, eternal God of justice. So when God moves on the heart of, uh, of man and his mind, and he is under conviction, then he realizes his condition before Almighty God. He can see the terrible predicament he has got his own self into. He knows he faces death sooner or later because it's appointed to a man wants to die, and after death the judgment. We'll all face God and give accounting of the things we did in the flesh. The time comes when we will be accountable for the sin in our lives. Thanks be to God for all of us still alive. It's not too late to do something about it. No one knows how many heartbeats are left in his heart. Death can come any moment. We could be standing before an almighty God. If our name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's over. There's no hope left. But in God's lift of God's love for us, He provided us a way. God loved us so much, He gave His Son to take our punishment, our eternal death penalty for the sin and our suffering there on the cross of Calvary. There he suffered for us what we could never pay for in the forever of eternity. Jesus, Jesus took on our penalty, suffered our hell on the cross. There he paid our sin debt. He ended his life saying it is finished. He had paid our punishment. He did that for us. Now again, we have a choice. We can be eternally sorry and remorseful to the point of having a change of attitude toward him instead of running our lives ourselves. We can turn to him and to trust him to lead and guide and direct our lives. We must realize we cannot do life or eternity ourselves we need to let him do it let him have control of our lives we have to trust Jesus with our lives and eternity we must believe him we must trust him we need this kind of faith then our lives are changed forever because we now have the fellowship of God with us the God that loved us so much that he gave his only son to die and suffer for our punishment. That God, the one with that much love for you, he has made so many wonderful blessings waiting for you. He has already demonstrated his love for you. You can trust him. You could, or you could do it all by yourself. If you don't make a choice for him, then you're sentenced your own self to an everlasting hellfire forever. You can't say God sent you there. You did it yourself.
Now, would you listen to, to me as I'm playing an arrangement God gave me of this wonderful song called, Oh Happy Day. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We trust it was a blessing to you. It makes our day when we hear someone that was blessed by our podcast or music. We'd love to get an email from you. Just send it to glenn.dawson at glenn.dawsonea.com. That's G-L-E-N-N dot Dawson at Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, DawsonEA.com. You can find all our information on our website at www.glendawsonea.com. In addition to our email, you can find information about our Facebook page and Twitter information. You can also find links to our index of all our podcasts and links to all our music on YouTube. We hope you will enjoy those. And remember now, we love y'all. God be with you. And bye for now.